It's been a while. I hope you're doing well. Just wanted to shout out and appreciate you coming up. I appreciate it. And I guess happy to be back around in the circuit, so to speak. I don't know. There was a lot of rumors going around. Obviously, I'm here. It's me. Hi. I'm human like everyone else is. Needed time, wanted time, and made time for myself. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, we obviously value your opinion here a lot. And we've had people prophesize the future return of Post on the Ordinal Show saying that people would be catching some bullets on the inscription number <laughs> and BRC20 stuff. So if you want to jump into the convo at any time, dude, please feel free. I think, yeah, I cut you off, Sub1K. I think a lot of this, again, just comes back to optics and having more of a formal process for introducing ideas. And I just wanted to share like market psychology and the perspective from more of like an investor's point of view, right? If you were a family office or a venture capital fund, that was looking to maybe back a company or invest in a company right now that's trying to raise, that's building on the BRC20 protocol. And then you see Casey put out this new blog post about a completely different way of doing it. It causes a lot of disruption, potentially. I'm just saying like how disruptive that could be for the certain developers or people that are actively building in this space. And capital at the end of the day, investors are looking for stability and certainty. And so when you see a lot of this activity going on about the inscription numbers and things that could potentially change, what you want to do with your capital is just keep it on the sideline, which prevents a lot of companies, other builders from maybe getting the capital that's needed to continue to build the tooling and other things in the space. There are serious capital investors who are putting real money behind BRC20 development, then Those people are extraordinarily poorly informed. They've been solicited by hustlers and con artists. They have not paid attention to the conversation that has been widely available throughout the entire epoch of BRC20, where everyone has repeatedly addressed the fact that it is a jank, inefficient, non-functional protocol that cannot stand the test of time. It absolutely will not last sorry, this is the technology business. Disruption is a way of life. And if your money is being sidelined because something better showed up, when better than BRC20 is literally, there are high school developers who could outrun BRC20. Okay. Nobody is crying because your fucking VC promissory note got redacted because they fucking realized that, oh my God, this is a piece of shit tech stack and something better can happen. I don't even know, runes isn't well enough to find right now. Oh, runes is the way to go, right? So the last 48 hours I've been sitting here and I've been like combing over all the conversation about runes and GitHub, Casey's remarks about it, all this stuff. And I'm still sitting here. What actually makes runes better than say colored coins from like way, way back in the day? Right. What actually makes it better than that? I, I asked Casey this question actually, and he had a good and he had a good answer. But I do want to echo exactly what Post said as a VC and as someone who is actively investing in this space. And often the first check like six months, a year before these other family offices that you're talking about. And I can tell you the meta protocols on BRC twenty, as I've been saying, it's very hard to make this work and it can be very brittle. And I'm, I'm making open fucking investment offers in Twitter, in X, as Western f- shoot first, ask questions later as you can get. The bar is high for them to prove that like they can get the indexers, that like it's safe for users. Like The bar is high for even me to use it. And I'm going to trust signing my wallet for those transactions. And I don't think like there's no one 
that's very close yet that I'm aware of. Maybe there's some deals that I'm that I'm missing or like some in Asia or China outside where they've come close to that bar yet. Like they're already coming into me, be, me being like, hey, I'm going to do, do some diligence before I send any transaction on my wallet from that. And then I'm ready to do diligence after in terms of their plan. How are you going to get indexers? What about these issues? There's a long list of questions. So I really doubt like in this specific case. And honestly, if someone did come close and pass the bar and we're investing and then Casey came with this blog post, we would still invest. We wouldn't change our opinion on it. So I don't really agree with that take personally. But post your point about what's the advantage over colored coins. And let me know if this is like accurate because this is the question I asked Casey was like, why didn't you take the rare sat approach where it's like you do a coloring transaction, just like pizza sats. Pizza sats are a colored transaction where all the sats that went through that became colored as pizza sats and they went everywhere else, right? Why can't we replicate that for a fungible token market as well on Bitcoin? And he said that there's a lot of user experience complexity and unnecessary stuff to do it that way because you're going to have to start extracting like sats from UTXOs. You're going to have to be tracking the sat numbers and things like this. And all of this is like unnecessary code and development. And while it's like pretty cool, I think that like the runes approach is just like infinitely simpler. And I think like there will be rare sats that are treated like fungible tokens, but there's a lot of aspects of the Oros protocol that in order to do that, the code base would be way bigger, essentially. Again, runes is a gist right now. It's not even really a protocol, but there is definitely a simplicity to the gist of runes. Colored coins failed for a reason. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think tokenization is going to fail for a reason, right? So on a long enough time horizon, this is all just fucking jokes and bullshit. I I just made a Twitter post like just recently. My thoughts on runes are very much in line with the the GitHub for Runestone, which is basically that tokens are almost without exception a vapid just sea of scams. However, most adoption is volatility driven. And so I do think that we'll see a lot of adoption with a solid fungibility protocol. I don't think that that adoption will be long lasting. I don't think that adoption will be stable. I don't think adoption is in pursuit of like making a better money or developing a better protocol. I think it's just purely degen gambling, which that is what it is for the time being. I want to know the date that you think BRC20 became a protocol from the Genesis tweet to Unisat basically releasing this V1 that got the double spend attack on it. Is there any point in time in there when you would consider it a legitimate protocol? Because I would argue that basically an hour after there was consensus that if you followed the rules in the tweet, you would own Ordi and that did end up working out, right? I would say that BRC20 very shortly, like within a matter of hours of Domo's tweet, became a quote-unquote protocol with consensus around it. Reason that I would say that it became a protocol with consensus around it is because a bunch of people were using the exact same thing. What's happening with quote unquote rooms right now is not consensus. There's a lot of slot, there's a lot of different implementations, there's a lot of different things happening. Like, in order to build an indexer that accounted for all of the things happening with rooms right now, you'd have to like program two or three thousand exceptionary clauses. There's 10,000 different people who are all like shotgun firing nonsense. Robert, did you want to say something? 
Honestly, I really apologize. I left the hand raised for a little bit. But just generally speaking, again, not to beat the dead horse here, but it's just so time we had like a formal process for bringing these from like ideas to protocol that like we can agree on. I think the next step that we should be discussing, who's working on these initiatives, what's the progress on them. Let's just define the process, right? Just to bring up a meta protocol on ordinals or even just Bitcoin, like into production. Yo, I actually have to go now, guys. This has been a great space. I want to give Post 30 seconds to talk about Bitmap, which happened while he was gone. I don't know if he caught up on that. <laughs> and then I want 30 seconds for Post on inscription numbers. And then we can just rug it as soon as he's done with his 60 second on uh, those two things. <laughs> I don't know if that's good with you, Trevor. Yeah, let's do it. And I have to hear this. Bitmap, I think, like most of Bitmap happened before I was really like AFK. Trevor and I had a fairly long conversation in one of these spaces about bitmap and what I had to say then I guess still applies. I think the economic model for it was just like not really well built or entertaining or there was a certain novelty or I don't know, like it, 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 there was something capturing from a purely speculative position about it, but I never really saw a bitmap being something that was like, gonna have legs like it was just another little liquidity sink type thing a blip right it was just another little blip in the game but i never saw it as being something that had staying power the thing you asked about other than bitmap people wanted to hear your take on the inscription number post that casey put out last week i get that people prescribe a lot of value to inscription numbers and also i don't think that the things that people put value to should be disrespected i think if somebody does put a lot of value to it then it should be respected decision should be made in respect to that sense of value however if we're out of the bar getting drinks and we're just being candid with one another I think you're all fucking retarded and inscription numbers don't fucking matter. Everything always has a number. Every You've had a certain number of farts you've had in your life. Every kernel of corn you've had was like a certain number of kernels of corn that were made in the world. None of it fucking matters. You never think about it. Ethereum NFTs came out in a certain order. Every Ethereum NFT has a number. But you don't ever think about those because some guy didn't put an H1 element on a website that had the number on it. The biggest mistake that Casey ever fucking made was putting that H1 element with the inscription number on it on the website. It literally put people in a position where they were forced to hold the protocol hostage and prevent intelligent development. We couldn't make technically intelligent decisions because people were attached to this number it's not an imaginary number it's a very real number but that number also exists for everything else you've ever seen in your entire fucking life i think that once people assign value to something you do have to develop the product with sensitivity to that value so you can't take my argument and use it as a rationalization to just destroy inscription numbers right my point isn't fuck inscription numbers we should just fuck them all up and destroy them my point is that the obsession created around inscription numbers is preventing intelligent development of the protocol. Guys, I just want to say, we are talking about inscription numbers, we're talking about runes, we're talking about BRC20s, but the single most bullish thing that happened this week in Ordinals is that Post is fucking back on the Ordinal show, guys. That's the most bullish thing that you could wish for, Nothing else really matters. Love you all.